Welcome to the Walk On Mentality Podcast, where we interview CEOs, entrepreneurs, pro athletes, endurance athletes, and other professionals who at one point in their life were a walk-on and talk about how those experiences translate into the real world. What's up, everybody? It's your host, Jackson Mitchell, and I'd like to welcome you back to the Walk On Mentality Podcast today. I've got a special guest with me, buddy of mine, Brad Lumblade. Brad, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So Brad and I, we, uh, I think we go back to probably the tail end of high school. We started working out together at the, uh, the same training facility, APE, in uh, Grapevine, South Lake, Texas. So that's where Brad and I met. And, uh, you know, I was able to kind of see his journey from a spectator's view. Um, but I'm really excited to get Brad on the show and allow him to speak about his journey and um, where he's at now, you know, he's, he's in the league now, so he made it <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, but I'm really excited to get to hear more about Brad's journey and, uh, allow him to share that with you guys. So without further ado, Brad, take me back to high school, right? You know, where are you from? And let's talk about your recruiting process, your senior year. And actually, I mean, for you, it might've been before your senior year, but were you getting recruited? Um, what did that look like for you? Yeah, well, uh, so I grew up in South Lake. Um, obviously, that's how we know each other. Grew up in the same town. Uh, I didn't go to Carroll. I went to Liberty Christian, which is a private school. Um, it's a pretty big private school. I graduated with about 120 people. Um, but I think, you know, part of being at a private school is that, you know, you may not get the same exposure uh, recruiting wise that, you know, a lot of kids from other schools might get. And so, um, you know, going through high school, I started playing football in seventh grade, um, fell in love with it immediately. And really early on, I mean, probably from the time I was in eighth grade, I knew, you know, this is what I wanted to do. I grew up playing baseball, grew up playing some other sports. But as soon as I started playing football, um, you know, I just knew I knew that's what I wanted to do. And so really from the time I was in about eighth grade, you know, I knew that I wanted to play college football and, you know, not just play college football, but I knew I wanted to play somewhere big, you know. I grew up watching college football with my dad and college football, the pageantry, the fans, you know, just everything about it. I just loved it. And I, like I said, once, once I started playing football, I knew, you know, that's what I wanted to do. And so, um, you know, early on in high school, you know, I was working really hard, had that goal in mind. Uh, and really around the end of my sophomore year is when uh, kind of my recruiting process started and I started talking to some schools. Um, and so, uh, it started out, my first offer was North Texas. I got that one at the end of my sophomore year. Um, and really going throughout my junior year, uh, I picked up probably five or six other offers from kind of, you know, smaller division one schools. Um, but I always had, you know, I always knew I wanted to play at a bigger school and I always knew, you know, that was just the dream that I had. And so, um, really my goal was to be committed to a school, uh, before my senior season. That was always kind of the plan I had laid out in my head of, you know, I want to be able to commit before my senior season. That way I can just play my senior season, not have to worry about recruiting and just kind of have it all done. Um, but going into my senior year, I still didn't have any offers from any bigger schools uh, and didn't really feel great about any of the schools that had offered me. And so I, I thought, well, you know, I'll play out my senior season, hopefully pick up some more offers and then, you know, uh, make a decision before signing day. So go through my senior year. Um, picked up a couple more offers from some smaller schools um, and had made some visits to, to a couple different schools. But 
like I said, you know, it wasn't anything against the schools. It just, you know, for whatever reason, I didn't feel comfortable, didn't feel fit uh, at those schools. And uh, at the time, I was getting recruited by, you know, some power five schools and uh, especially, you know, big 12 schools being from Texas, you know, it's big 12 country. And so, um, so I've been talking to these schools, hoping for an ops, hoping for some bigger offers. Uh, but for whatever reason, you know, they hadn't come and, um, you know, so it kind of got to the point where I played my senior season, still didn't have any big offers. And, uh, I had made a couple of visits to Oklahoma state and really just fell in love with it. It was, you know, the coaches, the, uh, you know, the facilities, the campus, um, just really everything about it, just loved it. And uh, so we were kind of, you know, getting closer to signing day. This was after my senior season. And, uh, you know, it was kind of coming down to the point where, you know, it was time for me to make a decision. And, uh, you know, I was kind of torn because I knew, you know, Oklahoma State was where I really wanted to be. Um, You know, for me, my faith is a big part of my life. And, you know, I'd prayed about it a lot, really felt like, you know, I just felt at peace with Oklahoma State, felt like that's where I should be. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I still didn't have an offer. And, you know, I really believed that I could play at that level. I really believed that, you know, I was good enough. I probably the competitor in me was a little bit jealous. I saw other guys that they were offering and guys that were committed to go there. And, you know, I thought, man, I, I really think, you know, I'm as good as those guys. And right. um, so anyway, it was getting closer to signing day. And uh, I didn't even have this idea. But you know, I was talking to my parents and uh, my dad was actually the one who came up with the idea of me potentially walking on at OSU rather than, you know, taking a scholarship elsewhere. And to be honest, the thought had never even really crossed my mind just because, you know, I knew I had scholarship offers other places and, uh, you know, I didn't want to put that financial burden on my parents or, uh, you know, put any pressure on them when I had scholarship opportunities other, you know, at other schools. And, um, you know, but I talked to my dad about it and, and, you know, both my parents agreed that, that, you know, they said, Hey, if that's your dream and that's really where you feel like you're supposed to be, you know, why don't you walk on, uh, you know, pass up on the other offers and, and take a shot. And, uh, so really the reason I ended up at Oklahoma state, uh, in large part is because my parents, just cause, you know, to be honest, I probably never would have taken that step myself. Um, and it's not that I didn't believe that I could play there. It's just, you know, I had scholarships other places. I really, you know, the thought of walking on it never crossed my mind. Um, but that's kind of how it all went, you know, throughout high school. Uh, you know, I always knew I wanted to play at a big school like that. Uh, it was always my dream. It was always my goal. And I always believed that I could. But, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know if it was because I was at a private school. Maybe I didn't get the same exposure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm only six foot two. So, Maybe it's because I'm a little shorter. You know, they were looking for guys that were bigger. I don't, you know, whatever the reason is, uh, didn't end up with with uh, offers from from any of the bigger schools like I had wanted. But um, you know, my parents have always been really encouraging of of me and my two siblings. You know, to to chase our dream. And uh, you know, there are a lot of people who thought I was crazy and you know <laughs> who didn't understand it. But uh, but you know, for me, that was my dream. I knew that's what I wanted. And you know, my parents were on board with it. And, and so that's what I ended up doing. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I totally know what you're talking about. I mean, I, I only had two offers coming out of high school, but similarly decided to walk on somewhere and had the support system of the family, the things that you were just mentioning, the belief in myself and, you know, the workout, they feel do it and, and it all turned out okay. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I guess 
a couple of the guys I've talked to so far, um, you know, they've talked about being a preferred walk-on. So preferred walk-on, right? Did you show up for summer camp that first summer or when did you show up and what was it like when you first got on campus? Yeah, I showed up uh, right at the beginning of June. So I was there for, for summer workouts and all that. So I was a preferred walk-on. Like I said, Oklahoma State had been recruiting me a little bit. Um, you know, so I was a preferred walk-on. I didn't have to try out or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, showed up on campus uh, pretty much the beginning of June uh, and went through summer workouts, that whole thing. And um, it was definitely an adjustment. I mean, luckily I had – you know, I had some friends that were older who had gone to play at that level. And uh, also my high school coaches kind of told me what that adjustment was going to be like. And I think anyone who's played at that level understands, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a pretty significant uh, change between, you know, high school workouts and just the demands of high school football versus, you know, when you make that jump, it's a big, it's a big change. Um, right. So I was fortunate to have you know, some, some friends who had been through it and, you know, as well as, like I said, my high school coaches kind of let me, let me know what I was in for. And so, um, you know, really had a good summer. felt like I was able to come in and, and do well, you know, made it through workouts and everything like that, but it was, it was definitely an adjustment. It was different. Um, you know, I know you know this and you've probably talked about this with the other guests, but, you know, part of being a walk-on is you come in and I mean, you really are at the bottom, you know, like, so, I mean, none, none of the coaches except for my O-line coach knew who I was. Um, actually I have kind of a funny story. So this is probably my first or second week on campus that summer. Um, and I, in our facility at Oklahoma state, the coaches offices are up on the second level of the facility. And so one day I was up there walking down the hallway and, uh, I saw our offensive coordinator, the, offensive coordinator at the time Mike Yersich was walking towards me and you know I kind of perked up I was like oh man I've never met him before you know this is you know I got to make a good first impression so uh you know I walked up to him I was like hey coach how's it going uh and to be honest I didn't I wasn't sure what to expect I didn't know if he knew who I was or not and he, he kind of looked at me with this kind of puzzled look and he's like oh, hey what's up man how's it going like he had no clue who I was and uh I just I just remember walking away from that and I was like, okay, you know, this is, <laughs> this is where I'm at. And, uh, uh, you know, and it's nothing against him. I mean, I, I had a great relationship with coach Yurcich my whole career. Um, but, uh, you know, that's just what, that's just how it is when you come in as a, as a walk on, especially as a freshman, you know, no one knows who you are. Um, you know, the strength coaches are looking for every reason to yell at you and cuss at you and, and all that. And, uh, so it was different. Um, you know, you really do start off at the bottom and, uh, it was definitely an adjustment, but, uh, like I said, I, I think, I think the biggest thing that, that I had going for me was that I never, I really did always believe in myself and I never allowed any of that stuff to, to really get to me. And even if none of the coaches knew who I was and, you know, even though I was at the bottom, uh, I, I always had that belief in myself and uh, never really allowed that kind of stuff to get to me. So it was an adjustment for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like almost like just kind of controlling what you can control and focusing on you and what you can do and not really worrying about anything external. It's funny. I was talking to another guy who, um, you know, went to a big 12 school and he said the exact same thing. He said, you know, people are looking at you like, who are you? Like what, you know, what are you doing here like they let you on the team like everyone's puzzled um <laughs> that, that story is hilarious so I guess so at what point in time would you say that changed like at what point in time do you feel like people are like oh this Brad kid 
Like, I, I see this person. He's, he's someone that I should maybe pay attention to. At what point in time did you start to kind of stand out? Yeah, I think, uh, I think probably fall camp, my, going into my freshman season, was when people kind of started to pay a little bit of attention to me. Um, you know, they had told me that I was going to redshirt going into my freshman year. Uh, and to be honest, my, my goal was to play my freshman year. Um, but, you know, I kind of accepted the fact that, you know, they had told me I was going to redshirt. So I knew that was probably going to be my role. And, you know, I was just trying to do whatever I could do to help the team. Um, but I think probably, you know, fall camp going into my freshman season um, was probably when people first kind of started to acknowledge me and, and uh, notice me a little bit. Uh, and ironically, I think it was probably our defensive coordinator who first uh, noticed me. It was Glenn Spencer at the time. And, uh, you know, at the time I wasn't getting any reps with the actual offense. It was all you know, running scout team against the defense. Um, you know, you're wearing another team's jersey, pretending to be somebody else's offense. And uh, I think the first person that really recognized me was our defensive coordinator because he was the one, you know, we were over there with the defense. The offensive coaches weren't even with us. Um, and I just remember, you know, a lot of the time, not only during fall camp, but early in my freshman season, uh, Coach Spencer used to pull me aside a lot and say, hey, you know, you're doing a great job. I see what you're doing. A lot of coaches see what you're doing, you know, keep it up. And uh, I think that was big for me because it, you know, it, it gave me the confidence. And, and like I said, I always believed in myself, but it gave me a lot of confidence knowing that, uh, you know, the coaches were, were seeing what I was doing and, um, you know, they were kind of starting to take note because, you know, I did always believe that I could play at that level. Um, but I think part of being a walk-on, kind of like we touched on earlier, is, you know, no one really knows who you are. And so, uh, it can be hard to kind of break through the depth chart sometimes just because you're, you know, you're buried behind guys that are on scholarship, guys that have been recruited ahead of you. And, uh, you know, I didn't really know if I would ever get that opportunity to, to really show what I could do. And, uh, you know, that was, that was a good feeling for me, just knowing that, uh, that they were paying attention and that, you know, they were taking note and, and letting me know that, you know, I was doing a good job. Yeah, I love, I love the aspect of, the walk-on life that is essentially like coming to work every day with like really little to no expectation. I mean, you literally just said that you didn't know if you were ever going to get noticed or ever get the chance to be seen or play or, you know, whatever it may be, but you still brought the same effort in everything that you were doing. You were doing whatever you could to help the team out. That was something you just mentioned that I think is huge. Um, just getting in where you fit in. And, and then the key too is, hard work doesn't go unnoticed. So you showing up every day, giving everything you had, no matter what it was, like people saw that and it, and it paid dividends for you. And this is only your freshman year. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just keep on rolling, man. Let's, let's get into, you know, what the rest of the journey looked like uh, as your career progressed. Yeah. So, so like I said, uh, really the whole first half of my freshman year, uh, I was just running scout team, uh, you know, really wasn't getting any reps at all with our with our offense. Um, so for people who might be listening who don't know what it's like running scout team, I mean, basically you're pretending to be the opposing offense that you're going to be facing that week, and you're trying to give, you know, give that offensive look to your defense. Uh, and so really, you know, you're not running – like I wasn't running Oklahoma State's offense. I was running Oklahoma and Texas and Baylor and TCU, all these other schools. I was running their offense every week. So – really didn't have any experience running our plays or, or anything like that. So really for the first uh, six games of my freshman year, 
you know, I was just running scout team. I was planning on redshirting, which is what they had told me I was going to do. And uh, I knew I was doing a good job. And, you know, the coaches had told me, hey, you're doing a really good job. We love what you're doing. You're giving great effort every day. You know, we appreciate it. So I knew I was doing a good job. But really, uh, playing that year was not on my radar at all. Uh, like I said, going into my freshman year, that was my goal. They had told me I was going to redshirt. And I just kind of expected, you know, accepted that that was going to be my role that year. And uh, so anyway, my freshman year, that would have been the 2014 season. Uh, we struggled a lot as an offense and uh, we had a lot of young players uh, and, you know, our offensive line struggled a lot and uh, it had been a tough year. Um, I think we finished that year six and seven uh, and barely made a bowl game, but halfway through the year uh, we were really struggling. And uh, so it was week seven and uh, we were playing TCU that week. And uh, like I said, up to this point, I've been running scout team, haven't even been playing, in Oklahoma State's offense, and uh, I still remember it was an off day, so it was Monday before we played TCU, and uh, I got a phone call from our offensive line coach at the time, Bob Connolly, and uh, said, hey, I need you to come to my office. I want to talk to you, and uh, he, you know, he had a pretty open-door policy, and so it, it wasn't uncommon for him to, to call guys into his office from time to time just to chat or whatever, and so I didn't really think anything of it, so got out of class, walked over to the facility, and uh, came into his office and he, he shut the door behind me and he, he said, hey, you know, you've been doing a really good job on scout team. A lot of people have been noticing. Uh, so this week we're going to have a position battle uh, between you and uh, the, the guy that was playing center at the time. And uh, we're thinking about playing you this week. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like I said, I mean, at that point, I mean, I knew I was doing well on scout team and, and all that, but really playing wasn't on my radar at all. Right, and, that's the uh, world. What was that? I said that's a whole different world. I mean, from scout team to position <laughs> battling to start. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, uh, so anyway, as soon as you said that, I mean, I, I had all these emotions. I was super excited on one hand, but at the same time, my stomach dropped because I was like, "Oh my gosh, I might actually be playing in a Big Twelve game this week." <laughs> and so, uh, but anyway, I walked out of his office. The first thing I did was call my dad, and you know, told him and. He was super excited for me. And then I called my roommate uh, to come pick me up from the stadium and take me back to the dorm. And uh, literally that entire week, just studied the playbook, watched film, just absolutely every free minute that I had was spent preparing and uh, was able to, you know, I did well in practice that week, uh, won the position battle and ended up, ended up playing my first game uh, against TCU that week. And so I think they were ranked – uh like 12th at the time something like that and uh had one of the top defenses in the country at the time and uh I just remember uh running out there for my first drive and just looking around and you know I played at a private school in high school so I mean the most the most fans I probably ever played against in high school was maybe you know 5,000 people or something like that I mean not not very many and you know there are I don't know how many TCU stadium holds, but there's probably, you know, 40 or 50,000 people there that day. And uh, I just remember looking around thinking, man, this, this is, this is wild. This is different. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, uh, so anyway, I played in that game, uh, ended up playing pretty well and uh, ended up playing the whole rest of that season. So started uh, in seven games, my freshman year um, played pretty well. And uh you know, that was, that was it for my freshman year. And, you know, we ended up beating OU that year. We won our bowl game. And so, um, 
you know, really that was a, the way the season ended was nothing like the way it started. You know, it started with me expecting to redshirt. Our team was struggling a lot. And then, uh, you know, we were able to win a couple games at the end to barely make a bowl game. And then we ended up winning our bowl game. Um, you know, so it, it ended up, you know, being a great year. Uh, it was a big growth year for me just because, I mean, obviously – it was the first time I had ever played at that level, um, you know, and there was a big learning curve, uh, you know, playing at that level is a whole lot different. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I had my struggles my freshman year, but, you know, I was able to come in and step in and play pretty well. And, um, you know, I, I think I was able to help the team and, and, uh, you know, so I was, I was proud of that freshman year, you know, cause that was, like I said, that was always my goal was to come in and, and play as a freshman and uh I mean to be honest that's a pretty ambitious goal you know to come in and play as a a true freshman walk-on but but like I said I always believed that I could um and and luckily I got that opportunity and so um so it was great it was a great year and um you know I I I always look back on that freshman year with good memories because you know we beat OU as my first first time playing at that level and uh so it was a great experience yeah um so from there uh, you know, I was kind of coming off the high of playing my freshman year. You know, I was really feeling like I was gaining some momentum. The coaches knew who I was. Uh, at this time, I still hadn't been put on scholarship, uh, but I was really hopeful for the future that, uh, you know, I could get put on scholarship soon. And uh, so anyway, fast forward to the spring after my uh, freshman season, uh, we're in spring ball. And uh, it was about halfway through spring ball. Uh, we were scrimmaging against the defense one day and uh, we were down on the goal line and uh, you know I was blocking my guy and uh, all of a sudden one of our defensive ends dove to make a tackle my foot was planted in the ground he landed on my leg and uh, I fractured my my left fibula and tore three ligaments in my ankle um, and uh, had to have surgery was in a cast for 10 weeks uh, and you know it was, it was a pretty significant injury and uh, you know, up to that point in my playing career, I had never really had any kind of significant injury like that. So, um, you know, going through an injury like that paired with, you know, coming off the high of playing my freshman year, feeling like I was finally kind of reaching where I wanted to be. Um, and also, you know, that year in spring ball, I was still kind of in the middle of a position battle, trying to keep that starting spot that I had worked hard for on top of still trying to earn a scholarship, hoping that, you know, the coaches would reward what I was able to do uh, my freshman season, you know, kind of all those things working together made that time really difficult. Um, just because, you know, part of being a walk-on is, you know, you hope for that day and you dream for that day when, when you get put on scholarship. And I felt like I was really getting close to that. And uh, all of a sudden, boom, I break my leg, I have surgery, I'm in a cast for 10 weeks, and, uh, you know, I can't do anything. Uh, you know, I could, I could lift upper body, I could, I could do a little bit of stuff in the weight room, but, you know, it, when you have a broken leg, there's nothing you can do but just sit around and wait for it to heal. And right. so, uh, so all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm finally, you know, reaching my goal, getting close to hopefully earning that scholarship, and then all of a sudden, you know, I break my leg and I'm faced with this, this injury. Um, and there's nothing I can do except sit around for 10 weeks and wait for it to heal and then, you know, get started on my rehab. And so, uh, so that was tough. That was, um, you know, that was a dark time just because, uh, you know, I felt like 
in a way, I mean, this sounds ridiculous, but I felt like in a way, you know, I had let some people down, even though it was something that was out of my control. Um, just because, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself to earn a scholarship because, you know, my parents were so supportive of me and they were the ones who told me, Hey, why don't you go walk on, even though you have scholarship offers other places. So, so I put a lot of pressure on myself, you know, to prove them right. Cause there were a lot of people who didn't believe in me and a lot of people who told me, you know, that I was crazy for passing up other scholarship opportunities. And, you know, really my whole mission of trying to earn a scholarship was to, to be able to call my parents that one day and say, Hey, you don't have to pay for school anymore. Yeah. You know, I earned a scholarship. And so, um, whenever I had that injury, uh, you know, it, obviously I couldn't control it, but you know, in a way I kind of felt like I had let people down just cause you know, I had worked so hard to get to that point. Um, you know, felt like things were finally starting to go my way. And then all of a sudden I break my leg and I'm not even supposed to get cleared until right before fall camp. Um, so I think anytime you have an injury like that, um, you know, it's kind of tough cause you're, you're kind of faced with the uncertainty of wondering if you'll ever be the same kind of player that you were before or wondering if that leg is ever going to be the same and, you know, stuff like that. And so, um, so anyway, went through rehab, uh, you know, was able to, I think I got my boot off about a week before uh, fall camp that year. And I remember uh, talking to our head trainer and I had just gotten out of my boot and I was talking to him one day while I was doing rehab. And uh, I was like, so at this point, camp started in a week. And so I remember asking him, I said, so, so what's the plan? Are, you know, are we just going to kind of ease me in or what's the plan? (laughs) He said, Oh, we're just, we're just going to tape it up day one and see what, see how it goes. <laughs> and uh, right at down. first I thought he was joking, but he was dead serious. <laughs> and so, uh, so anyway, I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll, you know, take some Advil, tape it up and, and see what I can do. And so um, sophomore year was a tough year just because, you know, I, I was dealing with that injury really the whole year uh, just because ideally, you know, I probably, should have taken about five or six months to to rehab that injury and really get back to full speed but I had about four and uh you know really felt like that whole season I was still kind of learning to trust that leg again being able to you know regain my strength regain my confidence on that leg um but you know I made it through fall camp healthy made it through the season healthy and, and was able to keep my starting job um and uh I actually ended up getting put on scholarship uh, during fall camp that year before my sophomore season. So, um, that was an awesome feeling. Uh, really, if I could pick one of my top memories from, from college, that would be it just because like I said, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself, um, to get to that point just because, you know, my parents had believed in me. They were the ones that were paying for my school. Um, you know, and so when I finally got to that point, uh, and I was able to, to call them, um you know it was just a great feeling and and actually it was funny uh they told me I got put on scholarship in a team meeting uh right before we we went out to practice so they told me and I couldn't even call my parents till like four (laughs) hours later after we came back from practice at that point it had already gotten onto Twitter and uh and some of the media so I came back from practice and my phone was blowing up you know my high school coaches were calling me my parents were calling me and so I didn't get the satisfaction of breaking the news, but uh, everyone's like, awesome, heck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was still an awesome feeling. I mean, it was just, you know, being able to, uh, you know, give them that gift back, you know, because they, like I said, they believed in me. They were the ones that were 
you know, paying for my school when I had, uh, when I had scholarship opportunities elsewhere and, and they allowed me to, to chase my dream, uh, you know, being able to, to give them that news and, you know, let them know that, that I got put on scholarship and then they, they wouldn't have to, to deal with that anymore, uh, was a great, that was a great moment. So, um, so it was awesome. Uh, yeah. so anyway, sophomore year, um, you know, we had a great season. We went 10 and three, um, we ended up losing our bowl game to Ole Miss, but, uh, but it was a great year. That was my first full year of starting experience. That was really the first time in my career where I felt like, you know, I'm okay. I'm the starting center. Like I'm the guy, you know, uh, and you know, I was still, still young in my career, still didn't have a ton of playing experience, but I felt like that was kind of where I really started to gain some momentum with, you know, actually being on the field, actually playing, uh, as well as, you know, being a scholarship player and feeling like, confidence. okay, the, you know, feeling like the coaches finally, you know, they appreciate what I'm doing. They rewarded me with a scholarship. And, uh, you know, I would never say that I was treated any differently as a walk-on uh, or that I was, you know, disrespected or anything like that. I, I felt like, like I did get a fair opportunity, but at the same time, things do change when you, when you earn that scholarship, you know, you, I think you're viewed a little bit differently and, and I know you probably experienced that as well. Um, but you know, that's, that's a big step whenever you earn that scholarship and, and kind of, uh, it's almost kind of a new status. Um, so, uh, so that was a great, that was a great year. And, uh, you know, we had success as a team first full year starting and, and earned a scholarship. So, uh, from there, uh, going into my junior season, uh, really, uh, our team was, was pretty hyped up that year. You know, we had a lot of returning starters. Uh, you know, I mentioned my freshman year, we had a lot of young players, um, a lot of, really not a lot of experience on either side of the ball. And so my junior and senior year, uh, we were kind of uh, being rewarded for what we, uh, for what we had to do with my freshman year. Cause, right. Cause the good thing is, you know, when you have to play a lot of young guys, eventually those young guys are going to get old. And so, uh, you know, my junior and senior year, uh, we had a lot of guys, including myself that had, you know, started a lot of games and played a lot. And um, so, uh, so we had a great season my, uh, my junior year uh played the whole season uh once again started every game um and then uh i think we finished yeah we finished that year 10 and 3 as well won our bowl game uh so that was a great year once again uh like i said started every game uh felt like my junior year was probably the first year where i had a lot of confidence as a player yeah. uh just because like i said my sophomore year was still early in my career hadn't hadn't had a lot of experience playing plus I was coming off my leg injury and felt like I you know didn't really uh didn't really trust it yet but uh but you know my my junior year I felt like was when I really started playing with some confidence um then going into my senior year um you know that was another great year once again we you know we had a lot of talent back on offense um you know I was at that time I was a salty old vet um <laughs> and so uh so it was a great year. Uh, I, I actually didn't start every game that year. I had a, a slight foot injury, missed two games that season. But, uh, but other than that, I mean, that was a little, a little hiccup. Um, but other than that, uh, you know, it was a great year. I think we went 10 and three again that year and, uh, and won our bowl game. So, um, you know, looking back on my college career, um, you know, I never would have thought that it would end up looking like it did. Right. But, uh, but it was a great experience and, and I definitely wouldn't trade it. I mean, I think being a walk on, you know, it, it 
truly made me start from the bottom and work my way up. And it, I think it made me appreciate uh, where I was by my senior year even more, um, you know, to go from, from a walk on to, you know, being able to start quite a few games in my career, um, you know, was a great experience. And, and I think, like I said, it just made me appreciate it so much more because I know it wasn't handed to me, you know, it, it, I know, I knew that I had to, I had to earn everything that I got and, um, you know, it was a great experience. So it was awesome. Yeah. And I think one thing too, like that I'm picking up from your story is just the fact that like, even once you got put on scholarship, I don't think your mentality changed at all about showing up every day. Like nothing was given to you. I mean, you just said that, but still showing up every day, like you had something to prove, something to earn. Um, I don't think your mindset changed at all. Um, and obviously, you know, I know this and we'll get into it now, but your mindset today, um, would you say it's changed at all today? I mean, now you've been in the NFL for what, two years? Mm -hmm. Two so years. Let's, let's talk about your journey through your first couple of years of your NFL career, because I know it's quite a journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'd like to say that after my college career, things were great. And I was a first round draft pick and, <laughs> you know, everything was great, but um but yeah, I mean, my, my journey in the NFL has really been no different than, than the rest of my career in college um, and, and in high school as well. But um, yeah, so after my senior season, uh, you know, I thought that there might be a chance that I could be a late round draft pick, but I was pretty realistic and I kind of knew where I stood. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was pretty realistic about it. And I thought there was probably a decent chance that I would go undrafted. So uh, the draft comes around, I go undrafted and uh, ended up signing as an undrafted free agent with uh, the Seahawks uh, immediately after the draft. So uh, I, it's funny, I kind of talked about the high of playing my freshman year and, you know, came to a crashing halt with my injury. It was kind of the same thing. So, you know, I was super excited, signed with the Seahawks. Uh, obviously, you know, I knew that being undrafted, it's, you know, it's an uphill battle to make it. But, uh, you know, I was so excited. felt like, uh, you know, I had accomplished this dream of mine and, uh, you know, was really excited. And so went up to Seattle for rookie mini camp and, uh, it was three days, uh, of just rookies practicing and, uh, kind of the way it was supposed to work was, you know, we we're going to go up there for three days, have rookie mini camp and then fly home for a week, gather our things and then, you know, go back up there. And, uh, so I felt like those three days went well, you know, felt like I performed pretty well. Um, you know, and obviously I'm, I'm a rookie. I've never run, been in an NFL offense or anything like that. So there were some, there were some bumps in the road for sure. But, you know, I felt like I was able to perform pretty well uh, those three days. So anyway, go through rookie mini camp, um, fly home the next day. And uh, I remember I was at home and all of a sudden I got a call from my agent. And uh, I pick up the phone and he said, hey, Brad, the Seahawks are going to cut you. <laughs> and I was like, I thought he was joking at first. I was like, what? He said, they're going to call you in a few minutes. They're going to cut you. So I'm going to start calling some other teams, see if we can find you a new spot. <laughs> so, sure, so sure enough, they, uh, they called me a few minutes later and, you know, they released me that day. And so, uh, you know, when I tell people about what teams I've played on and stuff like that, I usually don't even mention the Seahawks because I was there for three days. But uh, uh, so I, I was faced with the, the harsh reality of, of the business side of the NFL pretty quick. Um, but uh, luckily from there, uh, my agent got me a tryout in Cincinnati. Uh, so I flew out there the following weekend, had a tryout, did well. 
uh, ended up getting signed. And uh, Cincinnati was my largest stint. Uh, I was there for a year and a half, uh, enjoyed my time there. Um, and then ended up getting released uh, after fall camp this past season. Uh, so got released uh, after our fourth preseason game, uh, then landed with the Carolina Panthers, spent the majority of this past season in Carolina, uh, enjoyed my time there as well, and uh, unfortunately got released in week 14 and then landed uh, with the New York Jets, which is where I currently am. Finished the last th three weeks of the season there. And, uh, and now I'm, you know, like I said, still currently with them. So it's been a wild ride. Uh, like I said, I, I wish that I could say that I was a first round draft pick and everything was great. And, you know, it's been a smooth ride, but, uh, you know, the truth is that from high school to college and now the NFL, uh, really none of my story has looked anything like I thought it would, or like I hoped it would. Uh, but I think, you know, along the way and with all the bumps in the road and the twists and turns and, you know, everything that I've had to go through, uh, you know, it's taught me a lot about myself. It's, it's grown my character a lot. And, uh, you know, it's really developed me as a person. And honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, you know, because I think that going back to high school, if I was a highly recruited guy and, you know, had every offer in the country and, then was a first round draft pick. Um, you know, I'm not saying those guys have everything handed to them because they work hard too. Absolutely. Um, you know, but I've definitely had to, I, I think I've definitely had to work. Uh, I've had to work for everything I've, I've gotten and I haven't had a single thing handed to me. And, um, you know, I think that that gives me a lot of pride in what I've been able to accomplish just because uh, I know it hasn't been easy and, you know, it's, it hasn't looked anything like I, I had hoped, but uh but like I said, I think it's made me who I am in a lot of ways, and it, and it's it's made me a better person. And so, like I said, I wouldn't trade it. Yeah. So, what um, four teams in two years? I mean, what would you say if you had to pick? Like, let's just say the top three. And honestly, if you get going and you got more, then share more. But what would you say the top three things you do in your professional career today um, are that you also did back when you were that freshman walk on? And when you were still trying to get that scholarship and really throughout the entire your, the entirety of your career, you know, what are those key things that you think have translated all the way through? Yeah. Um, well, I think the first thing is I've always been a hard worker and I, you know, I don't say that to toot my own horn or anything like that, but um, you know, I, I have always worked hard and, and to me, you know, I've always been very goal oriented. And I've always, um, you know, I've always just had this drive in me to be successful at whatever I decide to do. And so um, going all the way back to high school, I mean, <laughs> a lot of my friends probably thought I was crazy. But I mean, there were there were times when I, you know, I wouldn't go hang out with friends on a Friday night or I wouldn't, you know, do certain things because I knew I had to wake up early and work out the next morning. Or, you know, in college, you know, I, I never went out. I never partied or drank or did any of that, uh, you know, because I would always wake up on Saturday morning and I would go up to the facility by myself and you know the coaches wouldn't know I'd know that I was there um you know no one would know that I was there but I would go out on the field and I'd work on my pass sets and I'd work on my footwork and you know I'd do all those those different things and I think I just really learned an appreciation for you know putting the work in every single day when no one's watching when you know no one's encouraging you you know no one even knew that I was there right but um you know I think all the preparation and all the work that I did in those moments is what allowed me to have the confidence to, to go out and perform well when it counted. And, uh, 
you know, to this day, I do the same thing. I mean, uh, you know, everybody works hard. You know, I don't, I don't think I, I necessarily do anything that, that other people don't do, but, you know, I've always been able to, you know, do the little things every single day to, uh, to ultimately work towards that end goal. And so I think that's something that it's really taught me is that, you know, there's going to be a lot of days where no one's watching, no one's patting you on the back, no one's encouraging you. Uh, you know, it's just you and you got to do the work. And uh, it's about that preparation and those reps that you get, you know, when you're by yourself on a Saturday morning in Boone Pickens Stadium, you know, and there's no one there. Um, you know, and so I've, I've, I've always been a hard worker and, and I've always just kind of had that drive in me uh, to, uh, to work towards my goals. So I think that would be the first thing for sure. Yeah, I love it, man. And I think, did you have uh, Trumaine Carroll as a strength coach at OSU? Yeah, yeah, so, Coach True. Yeah, you just, you said the little things. He used to always talk about how the little things make a big difference, um, and they certainly do. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think my second thing would be, you know, I learned that, that nothing's ever going to be handed to you, you know, and, and I think there's a lot of times in life, um, you know, I mean, I've, I've experienced this over and over again in my football career, and I think it applies to a lot of things in life that, you know, there's going to be a lot of times when, when no one believes in you except yourself and that you've got to bet on yourself. And if, if you're not willing to bet on yourself and invest in yourself, then a lot of times no one else will. And, uh, you know, I, obviously I had great parents and I had great high school coaches who believed in me and encouraged me to do, you know, what I did with walking on. But, but I also had a lot of people who told me that I couldn't and told me that I was crazy. And, um, you know, I had, I had college coaches from some of the schools I had offers from who, who, called me up and said, Hey, are you really sure you want to do this? Like, you're probably gonna be buried on the depth chart for four years, you're probably never gonna play, you know, you could come here and play right away. Um, you know, are you sure you really want to do that? And, uh, you know, there were, there were a lot of people who told me, um, you know, that I probably shouldn't do it. And, uh, you know, I think that in moments like that, uh, you know, you're really forced to face yourself in the mirror and, and say, Okay, do I really believe in myself? And do I really believe that I can do this? And, uh, and like I said, I, I always did, um, you know, I would, when I was in high school, I would turn on games on Saturdays and I would look at, you know, the guys on TV and, and I, I truly believed, I was like, there's no reason I can't do that. And, um, you know, there were a lot of, there were a lot of things along the way that, that, uh, like I said, there are a lot of speed bumps and, and forks in the road that I had to go through, but, uh, but, you know, I, uh, I was able to make it and, um, you know, it was, it was a tough journey, but I think, you know, I learned um, that you have to have that confidence in yourself and that belief that, that even if no one else thinks that you can do it, um, you know, if you put in the work, you prepare, uh, and ultimately you believe in yourself, then, then you can. And, and I think anyone that knows me knows I'm, I'm not a motivational kind of guy. I'm not, I'm not a motivational speaker like that. I, I actually hate a lot of that stuff, but uh but I really do believe that, you know, I really do believe that, um, you know, that you can do anything that you want to do. Um, and it doesn't matter if other people don't believe in you, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, what the naysayers or doubters or whatever say, um, you know, if you put in the work and if you really believe in what you're doing, then, uh, then you can make it happen. And, and that's, I think, like I said earlier, it, it taught me a lot about myself and, you know, just learning how to work hard, learning how to believe in myself and, and, I think it's given me a lot of confidence for the rest of my life, just knowing that, you know, there were a lot of people who told me I couldn't do it and I found a way, you know? And so I think moving forward, you know, the rest of life, you know, I haven't, I haven't faced life after football yet, but I think, you know, one day, whether it's starting a business or in your 
personal life or whatever, I think there's, you know, there's going to be times in your life where, you know, a lot of people don't believe that you can do something and, you know, people are going to doubt you and, and you have to have that confidence in yourself to, to, you know, believe in yourself and, and go out and do it. Man, you, I think you summed it up perfectly. And I think that to me is like, that's my favorite, favorite thing that I took away from my walk on experience is just that like, man, truly to the point you just said, like, if you believe that you can do something and if you're willing to commit to it, put the work in and, and really block out all the external noise, like you can make anything happen. That doesn't mean it's going to happen tomorrow, but you can make anything happen. Um, so Definitely. man, Brad, this has been awesome. Um, you know, I've said this, I think on every episode, but I love doing this because there's so much that I learned from talking to you guys about your stories um, that I just, I would have had no idea had you not shared it. Right. And like, yeah, you know, we see the, the videos on TV of people getting scholarships and it's all fun and great and good. And everybody saw that tweet that day that you got yours. And, but man, nobody really knows what goes into it. So um, I, I absolutely love getting to put this stuff out there. So man, thank you so, so much for coming on tonight. Um, I appreciate you sharing your story. This has been a blast. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity. I mean, I love what you're doing. Cause like you said, I mean, I think, uh, you know, people see the videos of guys getting put on scholarship and stuff like that, but a lot of the time, you know, people don't know what all went into it and, and the background stories. And, uh, you know, obviously I've, I've, was able to start a lot of games and and you know have some success in my collegiate career but uh you know there's a lot of guys who are just walk-ons for four years uh you know and never get put on scholarship and never you know really get on the field or anything like that but I would I would argue that they've probably learned the same lessons that I have and uh had similar experiences so you know, you know like I said people always see the videos of people getting put on scholarship but uh a lot of the time for whatever reason, you know, stories of walk-ons like us, you know, don't necessarily get told all the time. So uh, I think this is great what you're doing, and I appreciate you letting me be a part of it. Absolutely. Well, to the, to the listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this has been another great episode. I hope you guys like, subscribe, share, follow, whatever you can do um, to spread the word and, and get this to more people. You know, we want to connect as many people as possible. So thank you for listening to another great episode. We'll see y'all next week. This is your host, Jackson Mitchell with Brad Lumblade signing off. Have a good night.